podcast. We were off last week, but we're back again this week. Um, I shouldn't say we, I should say me. I am back again this week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. As always, <clears throat> here on um, some... Uh, I said we were off last week. Last week, I tell you, when I went, when I went to record this podcast, um, we don't have the benefit of conditioning in here. I, where I record this podcast, so I, I was really, really, really hot, and it was just unbearable. Um, so I just, it was so hot, I, I really didn't feel like making a podcast last week. But it's a little bit cooler now, and I'm back. So um, we have a loaded show today. Obviously, as you can tell by the title, this is our Big Brother premiere, season premiere preview show. We're gonna preview everything Big Brother. By the way, premieres tonight, two-hour premiere on CBS. We're gonna preview all things Big Brother coming up a little bit later in the show. We're also gonna discuss. Um, we're gonna remember long-time Pittsburgh meteorologist Joe DiNardo. He passed away while we were gone. Uh, I'm gonna take a few minutes here in a little bit to look back on his life and his amazing career here in Pittsburgh. Um, who's just a fantastic man. We'll discuss him coming up and we will also discuss America's Got Talent a lot going on there on the AGT stage um, that we were gone when we were gone there was a lot that happened so we will talk about that in great detail coming up here on the podcast so you have tuned in for a jam-packed episode we're loaded with um, content today we'll also discuss um, the latest information involving NASCAR Heat 3, I'll divulge my thoughts into it uh, as we're about a few weeks away here from the reveal of the game at Daytona on July the 7th. So we're very close to the reveal of the game. So we have a loaded show today. Glad you could tune in. This is the TJ Double Podcast, Episode 5. Stick around. We've got a whole lot coming up here very soon. So stay tuned. Um, before we get into all the Big Brother stuff and the America's Got Talent stuff and the NASCAR Heat 3 stuff, <clears throat> it would not be fair for me to start off this podcast without stating the obvious. Um, we lost a good Pittsburgh area meteorologist while we were away last week. And um, it was was not last week, it was the week before. Um, it was... Um, Chief Meteorologist Joe DiNardo of WTAE-TV Channel 4. He passed away... um, Let's see. He passed away on June the 15th. So that was 10 days ago. So it was almost two weeks ago he passed away. um, and And I would be remiss if I did not spend a couple of minutes before we get into all the other stuff we've got going on today to address him and what he meant to this Pittsburgh area and this community um, for so many years. Um, He was not only a fantastic meteorologist, um, he was a community activist. He was very active in our community. He was active in his longtime home of Moon Township. They even named a road after him leading up to the park in Moon Township called Joe DiNardo Way back um, a few years back in 2012. 
Um, he also helped to start Project Bundle Up, with, which helped keep senior citizens and children warm during the cold winters we have here in the Pittsburgh area. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, I mean, you can't... Here, here's the thing about... Here's the thing that was unique about Joe DiNardo being at Channel 4. Not it was not the Channel Four Weather Center. It wasn't the WTAE Weather Center because you you would think, well, what's the big deal with this guy? I mean, you, if you're an out of towner and you're listening to this, you think what, what's the big deal about him? He was a huge deal here. Trust me. Um, he had his own jingle. Joe said it would, which I'll play one of them here in just a second. Um, but it was not the WTAE Weather Center. It wasn't the Channel 4 Weather Center. It was the DiNardo Weather Center. Now, you can't say that there were there are meteorologists in this country that have had the, their station's weather department named after them. Tom Skilling in Chicago at WGN can't say that. Harvey Leonard or Dick Albert in Boston can't say that. Joe DiNardo could have said that because the Weather Center of Channel 4 was named after him. It was the DiNardo Weather Center for the longest time. Um, and he was a very accurate uh, man. He didn't need these all these computer models that everybody has now that we that meteorologists use to describe to to interpret the weather. He didn't have those when he when he was uh, on the top of the uh, top of his game at Channel Four, he only had his knowledge of weather, and he, my goodness, he was very very accurate. He got the blizzard of '93 forecast correct. He was a truly truly remarkable man, and very 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 funny too, um, especially with his longtime co-anchor at the um, at Channel Four, Paul Long. Um, they got into some adventures together uh, at Channel 4. Um, and as I just said, Joe DiNardo had his own jingle. Uh, Joe said it would. And uh, I'm going to play you one of the versions of that jingle right now. Just uh, listening to that as I was recording, uh, or as I'm recording here, brought a smile to my face. Um, he was his funeral was last Wednesday, and um, Joe, um, whoever you are, you will be missed. You were a great, great meteorologist, and um, you were one of the best meteorologists this city's ever had. Um, some uh, Before we move on to the next topic, I want to just say this. KDKA-TV anchor Stacy Smith, when they mentioned this on the air that Friday night he passed away, he said that he was a Pittsburgh original. And I couldn't agree with that more because he was. He was a Pittsburgh original. He grew up just across the state line over in Ohio, but he was a Pittsburgh original. 
he was right up there with Sophie Masloff, the longtime mayor here in the city of Pittsburgh. She was only a mayor a year after Richard Caligiuri passed away, the memorable mayor that served the city. And Myron Cope are two other quintessential Pittsburghers that come to my mind when talking about people that just you you hear the hear the name the city of Pittsburgh. You think about those three. Sophie Masloff, Myron Cope, and Joe Donardo. It was plain and simple. Uh, Joe, we will miss you. Rest in peace, and thank you for all that you have done for our Pittsburgh community. You will be missed. go ahead and discuss um, NASCAR Heat 3. Uh, we've talked about it in the past few episodes. We're going to talk about it again in this one because there's been some new developments concerning NASCAR Heat 3. Um, specifically, the new engine sounds. We've heard the new engine sounds. They sound pretty good, if I do say so myself. Um, they they do sound pretty good. Um, if they can only implement those in the game, unlike they teased us last year with new engine sounds, and we really didn't get anything that sounded authentic. I mean, it sounded pretty good, but it was not the best thing I've heard. Um, we also they also want people to submit some independent singers and bands for the soundtrack for the game, and Ed Martin, obviously tweeting away um, on Twitter, he tweeted another hint um, on the day I'm recording this podcast, which is a Monday night. So, Monday night, he tweeted, or Monday afternoon, I should say, he tweeted two hints, two hints about the new game. He tweeted uh, another hint, which the other hint here said, there are more tracks, more new tracks being added to the game this year than there were last year. So my guess, if you'd have to guess, if I'm a betting man, you'd have to probably guess new series, uh, K&N, or ARCA, or both. I mean, both would be very, very nice. And, um, I mean, listen... More content is always nice. The the more content you can stuff in this game, the better the game will be in terms of content. But there's still, I think, problems that need to be addressed, such as the AI pitch strategy. That needs work. Um, also, um, the frames per second needs addressed. On PC, it is um, 60 frames per second, but on the consoles, on PS4, Xbox One... It's still at 30 frames per second. That's not good enough. That needs to be addressed in this game. Um, Also, the physics and handling can be improved. Um, They were good last year, but they can be improved. Always room for improvement when it comes to the physics and the handling. Um, Those are just things off the top of my head that could be improved with this game. There are more things that could be improved. But listen, I know they're so bent on, on... adding more content and adding more series to the game, that's fine. 
but as long as you fix those other key issues like the frames per second, like I said, on the consoles, and the AI pitch strategy, and the physics and the handling, you tweak those a little bit. As long as you fix those and you add content to the game, it should be okay. But if you don't do that, then it's a waste of time, honestly. Um, and some people say that the physics and the handling suck from NASCAR Heat 2. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. The physics and handling in NASCAR Heat 2 were very, very good compared to their pre compared to the predecessor, uh, NASCAR Heat Evolution. You could literally touch a car going to the finish line, bump and bump and bang, going to the finish line, and not wreck in NASCAR Heat 2. If you did that in NASCAR Heat Evolution, you would spin out. So the physics in NASCAR Heat Evolution sucked. In NASCAR Heat 2, they were much, much better. Not to say there can't be room for improvement, which there always is in NASCAR games. Um, but, like I said, they added Xfinity and Trucks last year. If you can add more content, that's fine. More content is always nice. you got to stuff the game with as much as possible. That's always good, but you also need to think about the other parts of the game that need addressed. The other issues, such as, like I said, the FPS, the AI pitch strategy, and what have you. Now... The other hint he hinted at, also Monday night, was he hinted at, he answered somebody's question saying, when can the game be pre-ordered? He put a question mark, slash 7, slash 18. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just speculate, I'm going to say 8, 7, August 7th, I would say. But I don't know. Maybe the game's coming out on September 7th. Remember... Remember we said earlier in a, in a couple episodes back, we said that 7, he said, and Barton said that 7 was going to be a key number in this game. 7 was going to be a key number in the game. Involving this game. So, we, uh, it remains to be seen. Remember, the reveal is on July the 7th during the Daytona race, uh, the night race, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Um... NASCARHeat.com still has the countdown clock going there. You can follow it. I'm not following it religiously, but I'm keeping an eye on it every so often. So that um, that's going to do it for this part of uh, we got more. We got Big Brother stuff we're going to discuss uh, coming up here very very soon. So stay tuned, everybody. By the way, we will get to America's Got Talent stuff here coming up towards the end of uh, the show here. So stick around. More. Uh, we got America's Got Talent stuff. I got my favorite acts from not only last week, but this week as well. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes. So you're not missing anything. Stay tuned. Um, but obviously right now, we're going to discuss... Discuss, excuse me, Big Brother. It's premiere night. The season premiere is tonight. It's tonight on CBS. 
I am very excited. We met the house guest on Monday last week, and I'll tell you what, um, interesting group, interesting group to say the least. Um, we have an undercover cop. Do you remember the last time we had an undercover cop on Big Brother? Um, yeah, he won the whole season. Derek, uh, we were, I'm referring to from season 16. This guy's name for season 20, his name is Steve. Um, I seen half of the cast interviews. I did not see the rest, unfortunately. Uh, probably should have, but I didn't. Um, within the eight that I seen, I seen a stay-at-home mother, I think, with three kids. She was interesting. Um, not, not that she was, there was nothing wrong with her. I mean, she was, she seems like she's going to be a pretty good competitor. I mean, all these house guests, of course, say that they're going to be, um, um, you know, they're going to be, they're going to have a great social game and all this other stuff, you know, you know how it goes. Um, The uh, there was a couple. There was also one from Spain, who lives in Miami, but he he's from Spain. Really caught my eye. Either he's really short, or the person interviewing him, Ross Matthews, was really really tall. <laughs> I think he's really really short. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just I just that's one of the things I happen to to notice. One of my favorites. Um, was Chris, his name is, his name is Chris, but he goes by Swaggy C. Hoping maybe we see that, um, hoping we see that, uh, a little bit more in the house. He'll be an interesting character for sure. I'm, I'm eager to see him, because I seen him in his interview, and he was really, he, he was a character. And I think that's, he's going to be a very, very good character. Um, He has a strategy, but you know what? You know about Big Brother. Expect the unexpected. I mean, you may, you may have a strategy going in, but then the game actually happens, and your strategy goes pew out the window. Um, so, so uh, yeah. Um, also got to look at the house. Also got to look at the house itself. Um. It looks really good. It has a it has a technology feel to the house this year. I really really like it. There's a fidget spinner room. If I was in that house, I'd be in that room most of the time because I'm a huge fan of fidget spinners. I love those things. Um I got one when I was out in Indiana last year. Oh my gosh. Those things are great, man. <laughs> I mean, they really are. They just yeah, I mean, it's really good. Um, we obviously, I think we have, we, I heard we do have an HOH, and we have nominees already. But we will find out later tonight who the, who the first HOH is, and who the first two nominees are. It's a two-night premiere. Two-hour premiere tonight, two-hour show tonight, and then tomorrow night is a, uh, an hour show. Um, that's, to, like I said, tomorrow night. Um, a great cast this year, I think. 16 fresh new faces, nobody returning for season 20. Um, and Julie teased a nod to each season on this season of Big Brother. 
I don't know how they're going to do that, but I am very, very intrigued to hear how they're going to do this. Uh, I tell you, I tell you, uh, I am very, very intrigued to see how they're going to do this. Um, I'm very curious, and it, it sounds like it's going to be something good. Um, so, I'm, I'm eager to see that. So yeah, remember Big Brother tonight at uh, eight o'clock. Tonight at eight o'clock on CBS on your local CBS station, and of course tomorrow night at nine o'clock on, of course also on CBS and Sunday nights at eight o'clock. Uh, Big Brother After Dark every night on Pop TV. Find your channel poptv.com and uh, the live feeds. You can get them through CBS All Access. I don't get, I don't have the live feeds. I don't do the live feeds, but um, I mean, but overall, I like the cast. I like the look of the house. First time ever we've had a rotating couch. That's kind of cool. That's actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I'm eager to see this season. I'm eager to see the house cast how they do. Should be another great season on the twentieth season of Big Brother. Now, we're not done with Big Brother. I'm going to talk about some of my favorite Big Brother moments in just a second, right after you hear this nice little music. So, stay tuned. So as I said, um, this year is the 20th season of Big Brother. This season is the 20th. So while we're looking ahead to this upcoming season of Big Brother, why don't we take a few minutes to take a look back at some of the best Big Brother moments over the past 19 seasons. The 20th season hasn't happened yet, but it's nice to look back, and we're going to do that right now. One of my favorite moments... Um, was back in season 14. Dan Giesling uh, had his own funeral um, after he was locked in solitary confinement. Um, and I'll tell you what, he's probably one of the best Big Brother players to ever play the game. He's up there, I think, with Mike Boogie. He's up there with Evil Dick. He's up there with those guys. He was a mastermind. He knew how to play the game. No question about that. Um, he was just a fantastic player. He knew how to play it. He played two seasons. He did two seasons. Season 10, he won the whole thing. And season 14, he was a runner-up. So, not too bad if I don't say so myself. Um, another of one of my favorite moments um, was in season 12. It was all seasons. Season 12 was one of my favorite seasons. Mainly because of this one alliance that goes down... In Big Brother history, I'm obviously talking about the Brigade. Hayden, Enzo, Lane, and Matt. The, one of the greatest alliances in Big Brother history, in my opinion, because they were undercover. Nobody knew about them. 
nobody knew about them. They ran the house. Even when they weren't head of household, they still had the votes. They were they had they were an amazing alliance. I mean, you can't when you talk about alliances in Big Brother, you cannot not immediately bring up the brigade. I mean, they were that good. Um, talking about one of my favorite house guests now. Um, obviously, you can't you can't mention favorite house guest without talking about Zach. Rants from season 16, his diary room uh, sessions were absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he was just a funny all-around guy. Um, made me laugh every time I watched him. Um, he was just—he was a wonderful, wonderful um, guy to um, watch on Big Brother. So those were just. Uh, just some of my thoughts here um, as we continue here uh, I just wanted to share some of my favorite moments over the past 20 over the past 19 not 20 seasons another memorable moment Shima's meltdown and expulsion from season 11 I mean seriously that that if you're a Big Brother fan, that needs no explanation. She just blew up over the loss of Jesse. Um, Mr. Pitacular is what he was known as. Still known as. I didn't care for him. I still don't care for him. Uh, I don't like him, but that's just a personal opinion. Um, and obviously, we can't, can't talk about um, Big Brother without talking about showmances. There have been, so far, at least so far, three successful showmances off the show. Um, Jeff and Jordan from season 11, seasons 11 and 13, they have, they are married, they have a kid, Lawson, they have another one on the way, Brendan and Rachel, obviously, from seasons 12 and 13, they got married, and they have a kid, uh, I forget her name. I apologize. I forget her name. And Danielle and Dominic. Danielle was in seasons 8 and 13. Dominic was in season 13 with Danielle. Uh, of course, Danielle is the daughter of Evil Dick. Big Brother legend. Um, they are married. And they now have a kid on the way. And um, just talking about last year. Uh, there were uh, it's been successful showmances. Mark and Elena are still going strong, um, as are Jessica and Cody. They are engaged to be married. Um, I don't know when they're getting married, but I do know they're engaged. So, I mean, there have been successful showmances off of off of this show um, that have led to relationships and marriages and children. Um, so, forget about The Bachelor. Forget about The Bachelorette. Forget about all these other love show, love reality shows. Forget about love connection. Go, go on Big Brother. You might find, you might find yourself a showmance on that show. Um, so, remember, Big Brother premieres tonight, eight o'clock on CBS. Big Brother season twenty, and um, it, the premiere continues tomorrow night at nine o'clock on uh, CBS. So, those I just wanted to share some of my favorite moments over the past nineteen seasons 
of Big Brother. We're going to get ready to wrap things up here very soon, but we're talking America's Got Talent here shortly. Uh, keep it here, everybody. Before we go this week, want to just talk about America's Got Talent real fast um, before we head off for the week. Um, didn't weren't he, We weren't here last week. We'll talk about last week's and this week's at the same time. Um, we're going to start it off with Rob Lake. I, like I said, you can see, or as you well know, you can see all of the performances I mentioned here on the Mention on the Podcast page under the TJ Temple Podcast section on my website. Feel free to check that out. If you'd like to see those performances, let's start it off with Rob Lake. He was a magician, used technology in his act. He was pretty, pretty. He was pretty good, I would say, um, if I do say my, so myself. Second one I'm going to mention from this week was John Huggins. He was a uh, comedian. When he got on the stage, um, they asked him what he did or what he what he does. He says. I love naps, or he said, I take about five naps a day. I love my damn naps, and I, <laughs> I cracked up. I thought that was funny. Um, but, yeah, he that was uh, pretty funny, if I do say so myself. And Brody Ray, his story, very inspiring. He was a trans, he was a female. He turned into a, a man, a, a male, and um, incredible singer, incredible voice. Um, so those are my three favorites from this week. Let's talk about last week, last week real quick. Amanda Mena, she is Melby's golden buzzer, and she has a, a soulful voice, very soulful voice, and um, she did great. She was amazing. Um, second one, Annalise Knock. Now, if that if you watched America's Got Talent in the past few years, that last name should sound pretty familiar. Bello Knock. Uh, he was a daredevil on America's Got Talent, um, and he did daredevil stuff. He was like a, a danger act, and um, that would be his daughter. That is his daughter, Annalise. Uh, she blew herself up inside a box and survived. Uh, it was amazing stuff. I I linked the audition on the mention on the podcast page, so feel free to go check that out. Um, and finally, Jeffrey Lee. My friend Caitlin and I were talking about uh, him um, last week. Incredible, soulful singer. He uh, sang um, Raise Me Up. You Raise Me Up by uh, Josh Grayson. Absolute, or Josh Groban, excuse me. Not Josh Grayson, Josh Groban, excuse me. Fantastic song, and he knocked it out of the park. He was a sensational performer, and he was only, I think, 12 or 13 years old. He's not that not that old. So I just wanted to quickly mention uh, America's Got Talent before we wrapped up the podcast this week. So just wanted to go ahead and get that um, away.
All right, friends, and that is going to do it for the TJ Topo podcast this week. As always, your listening is much appreciated. Um, if you'd like to leave your thoughts, um, go ahead and uh, leave me a voice message on here on the Anchor app if you'd so desire to do that. Or you can reach out to the show on Facebook, um, TJ Topo Podcast, just search it up. Or on Twitter or Instagram at the TJT Podcast. As always, um, you can reach us there as well. Also, remember, Big Brother, tonight and tomorrow, I'll be live tweeting during the show, so tweet me at TJ Temple Media. I would love to hear your thoughts and your comments on what's going on inside the Big Brother house um, on this two-night premiere. I'll be live tweeting both nights, so um, it should be exciting, everybody. Um, and as always, we'll recap Big Brother uh, right here next week on the podcast. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hope you have a great week. And I will see you on Tuesday. We'll be on. We'll be on. Uh, we'll have a podcast on episode on Tuesday next week because of the Fourth of July. So we'll be on Tuesday, not Wednesday. We're Fourth of July falls on a Wednesday, so we will be on on Wednesday with an ep- or Tuesday, excuse me, with an episode, not on uh, Wednesday. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. on that website at the freemusicarchive.org.